Are you listening to the award-winning CBJRadio.com yet? Shows range from hip-hop to rock to theme shows to all-independent artist shows to hair rock to Friday Night Request Show. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only free internet radio station you listen to. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello friends, how are you doing? It's been too long since we last got together. Do you need a hug? Do you want to cuddle? <laughs> Now, I wish there were a way to give hugs through my podcast, but for now, you gotta settle for my voice. Now, the other day, I was uh, checking a classroom mic when I was fixing it. I work in IT at the University of Wyoming. I fix classrooms and such. I don't fix computers. And I was checking the microphone, and there was a person in the room, and they said, wow, you sound like a DJ. And, well, I kind of chuckled out of my breath. And I said, I am, and I have a podcast. And he was like, you have the perfect voice for being a DJ and a podcast host. And I said, thank you. And, well, promoted my radio station and this podcast. Now, I think my voice is okay because there are so many other on-air voices that are much more appealing than mine. But I love being on the radio, uh, doing my DJ thing and hosting this podcast. So I just try to make the words that come out of my mouth uh, more understandable. But... I digress. Today's guest is Bowdy Tolo. He grew up in Laramie most of his life and is about eight years younger than me, but he's another friend that I made through DJing at Lovejoys. Now you'll hear us try to figure out how we truly met at Lovejoys and who the mutual friend that introduced us was. Now Bowdy is like me and has three sisters and is the only boy of his siblings so we had a lot in common to talk about that, but I've given away way too much of the interview. Let's get to it. I was originally born in Zaire, now Democratic Republic of Congo. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, my grandparents came over to the U.S. when I was two years old, so, but... Um, grew up we lived in nashville tennessee until i was about eight years old and then um moved out to laramie wyoming which is where i grew up um so how i mean how'd your parents meet down uh, just back home so yeah i mean how'd they meet there was it just uh, I, I they think have they, that great story of like they met at high school bands or anything like that no they, they knew each other from a young age I, oh, okay each other's families and and um you know uh, my mom has has old has older siblings she was the youngest okay my dad was a couple years older four years old so i I think he knew some of her brothers they just kind of kind of grew up together um, and uh yeah i guess when they got to uh, i think it was college maybe around college my mom yeah and dad I i don't think they got together until after 
my mom had finished her school. Okay. Story correctly, but uh, schooling education was really important to both of them, you know, and that my dad works and works the university and, and um, you know, my mom is a nurse. Uh, oh, yeah. Nurse educator as well. So uh, from uh, both of their both of their their families were really supportive uh, you know our family extended family were really supportive of them kind of uh, furthering their education and and uh and that's what ultimately brought them to the to the u.s so just kind of continuing on with that what did they have, they have a reason behind nashville did your parents get a job there right away no my dad went to vanderbilt he, oh yeah yeah cool. so he was uh yeah that's where he Finished his studies, got his PhD in French language and French literature, and uh, uh, now my mom was working a nurse, as a nurse and raising myself. My sister had another sister born there, and then one more born in Wyoming. So we're, we've been born all over the world. <laughs> oh, three sisters, or two? three, and you're the only boy. Correct. Yeah. Oh, you you're in the same ballpark as me. I had three sisters. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. One's a stepsister, but I have three sisters still. And uh, uh, interesting, because I'm always like, um, when I hear other guys put, you know, girls up on pedestals too much, I'm like, they're, they're just humans. They're kind of gross. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, the oldest? Oldest? Yeah. Where, where are you at? I'm I'm the middle child in one side and the youngest on the other side. Um yeah, I'm an older sister that uh, plays the trail. Like she broke, started all the rules and all that stuff. But she was super smart and uh, athletic too. So anytime I came along later in life, they're like, "Oh, you're." She was the original Rude. Oh, you're Rude's little brother. And they'd expect me to be like her, and I was not. And uh, it was a big shadow to live in for a while. And so you're the oldest. No, second oldest. Second oldest. Older sister and then two younger sisters. And what's your age difference between you and your siblings? Uh, my uh, older sister, she's not quite two years older than me. Okay. Um, my sister just below me is, uh, I believe, five years younger than me. Okay. <laughs> and then my youngest sister is 10 years younger. So we're, we're spread, we're pretty spread out. So. I'm six between my oldest sister and myself. My stepsister and I are like three. And then my youngest sister, we're 11 years apart because my parents got divorced and it, she's a daughter of my stepdad and mom. But like uh, being that age difference, it was like I was like another parent in the house, like raising a young one. And uh, and so I feel I'm like, wow, I'm more of a, like another parent than I am a, a, a brother. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm a cool brother, so she always, you know, she'll come through with a lot of stuff. But I'm always like, when things go right and things go wrong, for I'm always like, oh, I could have done better, or you know, I'm so proud of her. And I was like, wow, my mom's like, that's why you probably don't have kids because you helped raise a young one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's a little more complicated than that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh. like, the parents definitely they they want to would love it if if we had little ones. But oh yeah. Um, my uh, youngest sister, she like I said, she's ten years younger than me. So yeah, kind of the same sort of thing where she's she's probably the one that I, you know, I probably a uh, big brother over. The yeah, because that's the baby, right? And, you know, I yeah, everyone did to some degree, but yeah, I I just kind of always uh, 
know, being as close to my older sister as I was too, like it was, it was easy to also just feel like the oldest sibling or the bigger brother. But no, she's, I definitely followed, uh, followed her footsteps and, you know, just kind of as we all take shape is, is who we are. You know? Yeah. It's kind of, I think my, at least determine how we kind of roll in that dynamic. But my sisters would always get mad because I think I had a later curfew. Um, there are a lot of things I got away with more. Mm-hmm. And I would go, yeah, you mow the lawn, you shovel snow, you move washer and dryers for everybody's and their friends. And then you can have a later curfew. And they were like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was doing all the grunt work. <laughs> and also like, by the time I hit like my high school age, I was not like, they didn't have to worry about me. I wasn't like a party or anything. I was um, all focused on sports and wanted like, I'd moved to, we grew up in uh, Gresham, Oregon, suburb of Portland. Oh, yeah. And so, um, <laughs> trailblazer stuff. And, and I'm a West coast fan of most sports. And uh, so we moved to Laramie, I was 13 and man, I hated this place. And, but yet it's poetic justice that I've spent the last 19 years here. Like, I moved away for a little bit and came back, but um, so during high school and the the crazy times, I would you know when kids were going out drinking and partying, I was at home playing computer games or something. But I it wasn't it wasn't something I was interested in doing at the time. And then I got to college and I didn't ha- spend all that time in sports, and so yeah, then I got a little more crazier. But uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't have to worry about my curfew growing up. It was. Uh, my older sister and youngest sister definitely tested my parents with curfew stuff. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I was like, I didn't. I don't really. Uh, I think all of us, and just generally, just kind of moved into Laramie as it was. Yeah, it had its own challenges, of course. Yeah, for our family in general. So my parents were, and then culturally as well, they just oh, yeah. focused on education. They wanted to keep us home keep us tied together so you know and I always just kind of had that natural just you know res- respect for the fam respect for everything that they that they've done for us so it was like I I, I honestly was just like how do you guys get away with it <laughs> you yeah. know oh, yeah. <laughs> like really you were partying all night but uh you know it was just kind of obviously that's part of growing up for yeah too, and I think some people's parents understand that too. It's just like, ah, just be home by midnight or whatever. So yeah, it's it's all different. But yeah, I, I didn't really. Uh, I don't think I ever partied or anything like that in high school either. I had had a couple of close friends that the young out with and yeah, the sports and and uh, just kind of got into music a little bit too. And and that was uh, those were the things that kind of occupied my time until I got to college. Um. So what kind of activities were you into as a kid? I mean, were you academically inclined because your parents were pushing you, did some uh, sports? High school, uh, I don't think I had anything that I was uh, academically that I was like super into. I was, uh, but I knew that getting good enough grades or good grades was what was going to keep my, keep my family happy. So I think I was pretty good generally. Uh, and I did pretty well generally in school and, and then uh, uh, art. I, I think I was actually, I didn't take an art class 
after seventh grade until I got to college. But when I was younger, I, I was, I did a lot of, I was, I was good at art, I guess. And yeah. I finding a, a career in that ultimately, but, but it was, um, but yeah, I, I think sports was the thing that, that I enjoyed the most. Cause it's like, all right, I'll take care of the grades. Just, just let me play my sports. Cause that was kind of where yeah. you got to have fun. You get to get, get out of town on trips and, you know, hang out with your friends and obviously you know just uh just young boys growing up right we want to play we want to play soccer want to play basketball and you know uh, track do those do the different things so basketball was my was my first love but i played soccer probably the the longest because that was my dad's sport he trained trained me uh coached me from a young age and so i played that from a young age but when i Jordan the Bulls era. That was when everybody fell in love with basketball. That was yeah, yeah. well after we moved here. So I remember watching that, watching uh, and you know that the hype around that and kind of and, and then also that's when I also started following the Nuggets too because I am proximity. So yeah, uh, but yeah, that's basketball was was the sport for me. But I think I played uh, soccer the longest. Yeah. I grew up in playing soccer as a kid out in Oregon and I quit. I was pretty good. I quit soccer to watch cartoons on Saturday. I was like sixth grade and didn't, I ended up going out for the wrestling team. Looking back, I'm like, I should have stuck with soccer. And, uh, uh, but then football came along and that was a sport I gravitated to. My dad was a pretty good basketball player. And so uh, he was a third grade teacher, so he always had keys to his gym. So some days when we'd be hanging out, we'd go, I'd call it practice. We'd practice some basketball and he made me shoot jumpers from the elbow and all this stuff. So, I mean, I had a pretty good shot, but I was never like, I had never had the killer instinct to want to play basketball, like competitively. I, I tried in like seventh grade in Oregon, you get cut and, uh, I like playing it, but I was like, you don't want me on your team. Cause I not as fiery if we lost, but yeah, football is a different story or, you know, and then I eventually started ski racing in high school and um, I enjoyed that more than I ever enjoyed wrestling. Uh, soccer was fun. We played so much soccer for our dry land ski training. And uh, we had players from the soccer team on our, our ski team. And so they hated me when I was a big dude, but I knew how to slide tackle them because I'd played for so long. And they'd be like, it's not fair. You're so big and you just take me. And I'm like, I know. And I'm probably a little bit rough too. So sorry, man. I was like, do it right back. And they're like, I'm scared. I'm scared to do that. <laughs> and so, but it, yeah, it was, we used a lot of soccer driving chain. And then, but like you were talking about Bulls there and, you know, basketball, very influential and, and the dream team and, It was on the front and center of a lot of stuff in Portland. You just had the trailblazers were the only pro team. So from a young age, I was, that was probably a sport that I watched a whole lot of. We'd go to a lot of games and stuff and, um, cause and my dad liked it and was a good fan. And, um, I'm always like, if they ever win a championship in my lifetime, I will probably cry because I've seen my teams, other teams win championships, but that's the one. They won one seventy-seven, and that's it. Yeah, you feel me? You're like, you would probably shed a tear, yep. and there are many tears. And I, also, so, I was actually a big Portland, uh, yeah, fan as well. I've got some family, family uh, 
out there uh, friends and we've been going out there since I think it was about 16, 15, 16. Oh, wow. We went out a lot during like every summer we'd go out for a visit. And that's that's actually where I wanted to end up after uh, after I decided to leave Laramie. And yeah. Denver was kind of where I settled because the family was here and, and it was close and I was just kind of moving moving up and out into the city but didn't really have anything in, in place. It was just I got to get out of here and yeah. do my own thing. So, um, but Portland was kind of, it's, you know, all, all, all these places have changed over time, but. Oh, de- yeah. I, uh, definitely there's a special place, special place in art for Portland in the area because I've been out there many times. I'll probably, I'll be out there again this year. So <laughs> After like college, I got a job in New York and was out there and worked at a TV station. It burned me out. And so I was like, got a job, lined up the university one. So I come back and I was like, five years, I'm staying five years and I'm moving back to Oregon where I belong. And, uh, you know, follow the money promotions. And also I was like, every time I visit Oregon, I get like six days of rain out of seven. And growing up there, you don't know the difference. I know, I remember be like, limited time where we'd be like okay it's stopped raining let's go do something outside real fat you know before it rains again uh but when i go visit family i'm always like oh i'm so used to wyoming it could be <laughs> negative 30 but the sun is out and it makes you know there's state of mind uh when it's gloomy out even when it gets like cloudy here for a couple of days i'm like oh this sucks and so but i yeah oregon's will always be you know home it's home to me and I, even though i lived in wyoming much much longer but that's so many memories and such good time out there and still have family but i don't know we'll see if i can live there again yeah, right. uh, i want to yeah. i, I want some sunshine and uh it doesn't always offer that kind of weather when you're out there yeah i think that's over time i've, I've definitely settled in, into the sunshine uh, yeah Denver, colorado it's uh, this this region is is probably more my speed it was and we were only going out there during the the summers every year oh so yeah that's the most beautiful place yeah oh yeah so i was just like what like why does everyone you know then it wasn't until like way later i went out during the winter and it's just like oh, okay it's i'm here for a week and it's raining all day every day <laughs> yeah but it was i don't know i still i still love it out there but it's you never know what the future holds but i think right now i'm, I'm just kind of uh I'm, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. We're good. Yeah. Still good place uh, to go visit. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Um, so talked about high school a little bit. Um, and, and and you've clearly growing up, you're you're probably heard you're going to college, you're going to college, you're going to college when you're done high school. Um where did you what were, where did you end up going to college? <laughs> I ended up going to the University of Wyoming. Okay. Was, uh, was that your first choice? Yeah, definitely <laughs> okay. not. Um, All right. Definitely had the uh, had the conversation with the homies like you usually do when you're in high school. It's just like, oh yeah, after after we graduate, we're going to California. Yeah. Like, what's the most un-Wyoming place you can go and when you're just thinking about, you know, I don't know, you're just a guy who was in high school yeah. talking with your friends. You're like, yeah, let's go to we're gonna go to San Diego. I, I uh, one of my best best friends uh uh he he, he was um i grew up with his i think his godparents were from san diego so 
we knew the area and we're like, yeah, we're going to San Diego state. Like you're just, you're just talking about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then ultimately is kind of, I think I, I remember having just like a, a very brief conversation with the, with the family about wanting to go there. And it's just like, cool. How are you going to pay for that? <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> so, so that's when you're like, okay, well, uh, Wyoming's cool too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, it worked out, worked itself out. But that wasn't, I guess it wasn't my first choice. It was just, it was just kind of what sounded cool. That's, that's how you uh, I got uh, recruited to play football a little bit by small schools. Most time I'd visit and they'd be like, I thought you were taller. And I'm like, that's not happening. This is not, I'm the same height that was probably my junior year of high school. So, um, I was like, and they would just bring up, oh, this will be your teammate. And the guy was like, got me by six, seven inches. I'm like, uh, 50 more pounds. I was like, ah, okay. I, I was good for Wyoming. I get it. Yeah. And, uh, for the state up. And, um, at the time, uh, I got recruited and then I actually put in like letters to like UCLA, Oregon and yeah, rejected thoroughly. Um, did not prep to go to those schools, I guess. And uh, at the time in Wyoming, you just had to have a Wyoming uh, diploma and you got into the University of Wyoming no matter what. They've changed the rules since. Um, that was kind of shady. It didn't work out for a lot of people that college isn't always for everyone. And I felt bad for the people that went and now they're successful. And they're like, I made it a year or something. I'm like, hey, wasn't your thing. But uh, so I was like, yeah, I'll go to Wyoming. And it's weird because I'm like super fan now of all the teams. Yeah, yeah. I was not going in. Like I go to Wyoming games and wear like Oregon shirts or something. Like uh, I wasn't, I wasn't doing that kind of stuff. It was, it, I'm sad. I'm sad, but I'm super fan now. And, uh, um, lead that brought a goal, right? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And like, it also took, cause my major was broadcasting. I didn't, it, it took, being on the court, being on the field, being next to those guys and girls, athletes all the time. I was like, I'm more, I became more a fan of my friends, not necessarily the brand, like, cause all my, you know, friends are playing sports and, and stuff like that. And, uh, more became a fan when I left cause it was home. I was so far away in New York. So I could watch games here and there in East coast time trying to watch a Wyoming kickoff at eight o'clock at night was rough. And uh, the teams weren't that good that when I was gone. So uh, basketball was good, but football was terrible while I was got was lived away. So I was like, ah, oh, those are the lost years. And, uh, but then I, you know, when I moved back, I was like, I have to do things differently this time. So I like Laramie. And so like more camping, more concerts, more, I'm right at the university, go to sports game, you know, no, not everyone has access to college sports like that. Yeah. So let's go check him out. And, and yeah, such a bigger fan now, but yeah, Wyoming was not my first choice, but I love it now. Cause well, they signed my paychecks and uh, I'm an alumni. I mean, a lot of good things have come out of the university of Wyoming for myself and my family. Uh, both my parents retired from the university of Wyoming, good retirement, and everything. So uh, yeah. And anytime, like my kid, my friends that have kids that are going into college, I'm like, you dub. And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, in the long run, it's an affordable education. 
And, and you have someone like me looking out for your kid in this town, which I was like, doesn't mean I have to be, but I'm, I'm right there. It needs to be. And, and so I haven't convinced one yet. So <laughs> I'm like my recruiting skills aren't going as well, but uh, maybe some of my friends, kids have better options to go to, you know, bigger schools where they're at and such and everything. But I try, I try to get people going here and, and everything. So when you got into college, did you know what you wanted to like major in? Did not. I was okay. Um, I went in. You know, sports was kind of the thing that was my my focus. In yeah. And whatever. Like I was. You know. I, like I said, I go through the classes and do whatever. Get get good grades and you know. But you, you just never really thought about it, right? Like. I yeah. Today's uh, education or there's depending on where you're at, right? There's like a little bit more specialized programs kind of like guiding you somewhere. Yeah, I can see, yeah. So, uh, so I just didn't really think about it. And then when I got to college, obviously that was just the next step. And so I started out initially in looking at computer science because I was just like, I'll design video games because I like playing video games. Yeah. Right? Like that's, that's the logic that, that dictates, you know, where you're at when you're 18. It's just like, I'll just do something that's tied to what right. I'm and uh, uh, did that took a semester first semester a few computer science courses they did not go well that was that was not for me and uh and then uh and the second semester freshman year was just kind of like i don't know, trying to figure it out like is it engineering like i knew it was like computers tech something something in that space yeah. where i was working with some sort of technology or something felt right and then somebody told me about the graphic design program uh so i went over and checked that out and uh met the professor over there and it was you know essentially it was described as you could you know you're merging art with computers and yeah. i was just like all right that's it's a little bit more direct than than coding you know to create something so i was just like all right let's check that out and so that was the course i took uh, through the rest of college and and that's how i settled on a, a graphic design degree but or it was an art degree with an emphasis in, in graphic design so spent a lot of time in the fine arts building and then also with the the music thing uh i, I played i was i was in the symphony through college too so um so i was over there playing music i was doing art stuff and then just taking whatever classes got me on campus and and uh that was my college experience but that's how i ended up with Graphic design. Graphic design. Um, I thought I was going to do marketing because I was a president of DECA. I was in all these marketing classes. and then Or education because my dad, my stepdad, my stepmom, all educators some form. So I was like, okay. I liked coaching. I thought that was a good path to doing that. And my dad talked me out of majoring in education. Like, mm-hmm. like it's changing so much. You don't want to do this. And I mean, they retired early. I mean, they got a good deal out of it, but they were like, it totally changed from when we were teachers to what it is now. And we were just old dogs. And I was like, I got you. It's like, don't get into it. And I was like, okay. And uh, in high school, um, my stepdad, they wouldn't, my parents wouldn't let me work during the school year, but they, my stepdad paid me to carry equipment on the field for K2 television and and then they would do a coach's show. So I would carry the equipment for the cameraman. And then on the coach show, I'd roll in highlights. And 
it was just a job to me. I never thought like that was going to be my world by any means. It was fun to like go to War Memorial and be in the press when I was like a senior in high school and just played the night before. So like my, our press would ask, we we're pretty good football team. So our press was always there and getting the lineman story. So I was like, we never get front page or like, big quotes. So I was giving all the good ones for linemen. It was, uh, it was good. Nice. And uh, then I got to college and my stepdad was like, why don't you intern for me? I was like, sure. Why not? So I started doing that and that put me on the like everywhere. And I was like, all right, this seems like a good idea. So I take a broadcasting class and then it was all over from there. I was broadcasting major and uh, it was, it was fun. I don't do a whole lot of now. I'm an IT. I fix computer. I mean, not computers. I fix classrooms, make sure things connect. I try to keep my mindset of this is like a live production that they do in each and every class. So we want to make sure all the equipment works. Now we have cameras and mics and stuff. So that kind of plays into what I know, but it's far from like what I thought I was going to be doing. I know TV news wasn't a thing for me that totally burned me out when I lived in New York. I mean, it's, it bleeds at Leeds and I was there during nine 11 and there were some, definitely some good experiences out of it, but um, I knew that's what wasn't going to be the rest of my life. And like, I sit, sometimes I sit down nowadays. I'm like, man, I used to make art with my video and now I'm making sure that it just works the video. And, yeah. and so I think I do this kind of stuff, the podcast and my radio station to actually use my broadcasting um, side of my life that it's never lost. Cause I do a lot of video audio editing and, and stuff like that for the radio show and our shows. And uh, doing this podcast has been great. And it helped me on both ends because I was always a guy that wanted to be behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, someone wanted me to be in front. And now I, now I have a microphone in front of me. I've done countless TV interviews and, and stuff like that. But I, ne- I was terrified to be in front of the camera for a long time or in front of a microphone. I was like, this, I'm more comfortable behind it. And I think they realized... I knew what was needed to be done behind the scenes. So when you're the talent in front that you're really easy to work with because you're, you're ahead of everybody on the cues and, and stuff like that. And so um, it, yeah, it started off, actually, I was just remembering it started off with a PSA and one of our producer directors was like, just read this, maybe change up your voice a little bit. And it was a, it was a school breakfast and they are like, we're going to get a new talent to do the voice. So you're just, you know, a substitute right now and they came back and they're like oh the client wants to keep your voice so i was like the voice of school breakfast on laramie radio for a while people would come to work i just heard you on the radio and i'd be like okay that's still running all right and uh that led to being doing tv interviews and then uh when i stopped being a dj at lovejoys the uh, opportunity opened up at a radio station community radio station here and they were like you don't get paid, but you can play what you want. And I was like, within reason, you got to do radio standards. And so I started a radio show and now it's been awesome, but it's keeping myself occupied with broadcasting degree and stuff like that. And um, so how long did it take you to uh, graduate good old UW? Uh, I was on the the five, well, because I switched it up after a year. Yeah. Ended up doing five and then, Five and a half. So I think my my uh, 
just because the, I don't know, whatever, whatever it was, I needed like one class that, that falls, that falls. Yeah. So it, it worked out nice because the graduation was in the fall as opposed to the big spring one. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just wasn't like that excited about like a huge pomp and circumstance after five years of college. So I was like, yeah, cool. Let's get it done in the fall. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the thing. That was, that was, uh, that was my timeline. Got, got through the program and, you know, it was a good college experience. It wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I think that was, since I was so focused on, on the grades and just the school and, and all that getting up through high school, that was, that was kind of where I broke out of my shell a little bit and just started living and meeting some friends and, you know, going out a little bit, doing just the, the college thing, nothing. Oh yeah, crazy, but just like living life and and uh, yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed my time. The football games. I had friends who played for the football team. So oh, yeah, some, you know, track team and and uh, you know, just going to different events and games. I, I was always big into sports as it was because that was kind of yeah what I what I loved doing. And, uh, and then when I gra- ended up graduating, I ended up obviously doing doing uh, graphics. Uh, I got my sports graphics start doing stuff for Wyoming athletics for uh-huh. a long period of time. So just kind of sports was always encircling it, whether it was just attending or, or uh, being a part of that. And then, yeah, I think just being in music and just living life and going, going through the, through the program until it was done. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Being that I love sports, Two, three of my TV interviews, maybe four. Wow. Joe Glenn, twice, because we did an interview when they got the new field on the field. That was pretty cool. And so we're sitting there playing with the grass. Oh, this is, I was like, man, I wish I could have played on this kind of turf. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, oh, uh, Kevin McKinney and, and Dave Walsh, I did separately. I've known those guys from working in, in behind the scenes for so long that I was like, well, I'm going to talk about what I know. And the show was Wyoming Signatures, and we didn't have, like, a truly, I didn't want to say, like, a sports beat, but most of the stuff they did on there was pretty high academics. And I was like, I know people watch this want to know about the new coach. I know people watch this. They may never have seen Dave Walsh, so they kind of want to see his face and or Kevin. And so and it, it, was, it was easy to interview those guys. I mean, because they know what's up and they're, they were, they're so good at what they do. And uh, it, I, I shed a tear when, when Dave retired because I can't picture anybody else calling games. But, you know, uh, you got to, you know, he replaced what Larry Berlethi. And he was a long time voice. I mean, everybody knew him. And so, like, it, it happens. But, you know. Dave Walsh could make a one-yard gain sound like yeah. the greatest thing ever. We and, like grow up listening to those guys, so it's kind of like yeah. You know, uh, there's the guy who, who just passed with the Dodgers. Yeah. So oh it's, yeah. It's like uh, this thing where it's just like there are just certain voices that like you just know because they they just cut through the noise of broadcasters and whatever. And, and maybe it's the longevity, but also they were just great at what they did, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's always it's always weird when that there's that change, but yeah, it's, cool. it's part of it's part of the life. It's part of the yeah. the, the thing. Like, go that retirement. You 
you've earned it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like I was just majorly starting the workforce. I was in a couple of years and my parents all started retiring and I was like, I want to retire. Cause I saw what they were doing, not working. And I was like, I want to retire. I can't wait. And, and now it's like, I'm not that far away. I'm closer to retirement than I'm closer than I was starting this whole thing. So I was like, that is where the time go. And, uh, but yeah, I used to be one of the youngest managers. Now I'm m- older middle, like, I'm like, Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm it's interesting to, to, well, stay at one place for a long time, like the university of Miami, but I definitely moved up different jobs, but you see a lot of definitely people come and go in your career and, and stuff like that. And, but yeah, when you have staples, yes. Like, Dave and Kevin, you kind of like, this is what I grew up on. This reminds me of my childhood. And anytime I was like, I'd be like, oh, I hate the announcers on TV. I'm going to see what Dave and Kevin are up to. Okay. So I'd throw them on, even though they're ahead, because they're actually calling it almost in real time than TV is. So you kind of have to be like, oh, okay, this is about to happen. But um, so get your degree and, uh, do you know what you want to do? Where you want to go? No. Um, hopefully, get a job with that degree. But yeah, the last two semesters of college, we had to have two. Uh, we had to have two semesters of internship in the graphic design program. Yeah. So, um, I, I ended up getting uh, <clears throat> applying with uh, Mike Gray of Snowy Ranch Graphics. In okay. Uh, he was. Uh, uh, you know, I'm forever grateful to, to him just for one, just just uh, taking me on as as an intern. Right, I think he had worked by himself for a number of years, just kind of like a solo graphic design firm. And Laramie had a nice little location right downtown, uh, next to Cole Creek, uh, upstairs above the music box. I, I remember it clearly, and and uh, you know, it was, was kind of getting that first taste of interviewing in some ways, and, and I. I think a couple other of my classmates might have gone there because there weren't a whole lot of places in Laramie to be a graphic design intern. Yeah. Or at least to, where, to know where to look. But when you search graphic design company, like that was it. So uh, so I was grateful that he uh, um, picked me up. And, and then when I, I, I think working for him or doing the internship for him for, for two semesters, uh, he must have seen some some value in, in uh me as a person, me as a, you know, somebody who could help him out. And, and so I ultimately became his first employee offered me to graduate. And I ended up working for him for, for about four years, four, four and a half years. And, you know, so I was in Laramie for, for a while after, after I graduated, you know, there's family, there's like relationships and all those things keep you kind of kind of around for a little bit to that comfort zone and, and then obviously I, I got a job and he's just a just a great guy to to work with you know we're still friends to this day every time I come I go back up, up come back up to Laramie I, I always see him and his family as I remember his kids were just little now now they're like college age and <laughs> so that's five I'm like okay <laughs> but uh but yeah that's um that's that's kind of how I how I uh, got a graphic design job and it, we kind of did a little bit of everything i said it was a small firm so i think we were doing we did a lot of stuff for cold creek i think we had trade there so we we're you know i did a lot of stuff around 
around Laramie, like people would come to us, different businesses to yeah. commerce and, and whatnot, but did everything from business cards to wedding invitations. And I was like, I, I don't know, I guess this is what a graphic design degree is. And, uh, you know, towards the end of that job, um, Wyoming Athletics actually ended up coming to us in a pinch and they were because they had been working with some agency out of Texas to do all their graphics. And um, uh, so Mike Gray, he's, he's one of those inf influential people that I'm, you know, grateful yeah. and, uh, Jennifer Costa, I think she was an assistant athletic director okay. with, with uh, at Wyoming and, um, um, or yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. Athletic director. Okay. But she was there and, uh, they came to us and asked if we could do uh, the football poster for for Wyoming football. Nice. Uh, Those are so cool. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he was getting ready to go uh, out of town with his family for spring break, but at the same time, it was like, "Oh, Wyoming athletics? Yes, we can do it." You know, it was, it was that's a that's big time, right? Yeah, especially Wyoming football. That's that's everything in the state of Wyoming. Yeah. So just kind of like threw it to me and he's just like you got this and so i ended up working with her and she's another person that I, i've had a, a lifelong friendship with since um, yeah. i literally was working with her on a project like last week <laughs> so, so all these years later we're still we're still tight and kept that friendship business connection and uh, uh i did that football poster and, and she was you know she was just like that's it that's what we're looking for and then the next year i ended up doing i think the posters for all all of the sports and and uh, started doing a little bit more work for them so uh and then that was the year after that was when i was like i i had made the plan it was time to move so i ended up moving down to uh denver and um uh, settling on denver i looked at portland san diego yeah, yeah. Uh, and denver and ultimately you know i just wanted to stay close to the fam and, and i didn't really have a job so uh another reason Mike's an amazing guy is uh, I, I had such a good working relationship with Wyoming Athletics. They were like a top client for us, obviously, but um, they, they wanted to keep working with me. And he was just like, you know, you're, you were the one doing the work. So yeah. it, uh, if it works out, then and it helps you kind of stay afloat while you're making your way in the city. And it was tough to leave for sure. Yeah. He was, he was like cool with that and we, we worked worked out that agreement and uh so i kept that's actually what kept me afloat um because I, I couldn't find a job for a while when when i first moved to denver and and it was uh it was jen jen and um wyoming athletics was was my main client and yeah actually uh, i think a lot of people actually don't didn't even really know that i was kind of doing all of Wyoming athletics graphics for like a number of years just out of my little apartment <laughs> just trying to figure it out so it was I mean I'm, I'm sure they had other people doing some stuff but yeah definitely did you know for I, I've got that's how I built my sports portfolio ultimately really was like uh, I did all the posters all the tickets scheduled cards banners you know web graphics all for all of the programs for for just a number of years and, and uh i loved it because one i grew up right there i was you know every year working on the football poster the basketball posters the you know 
soccer posters. It was cool. Yeah. All the sports tennis, but it was um it was cool just being able to be like, you know, have put a little imprint and use that degree on, you know, the school on my alma mater, like where I where I grew up and where I went to school and and um and just kind of sports graphics was fun <laughs> on top of yeah. that. So do you still have the first post you made? Do you have it framed or something? I do not. Ah. You know, at that time, you don't really think about it. I, yeah. have, I have the file, and I probably wouldn't frame it right now. <laughs> or, or maybe ah. I should. I remember going back and looking at it, I was like, oh, man, that is, that's rough. But graphics has, has come a long way since this. Yes. I think at the time, they were happy with it. I, I was glad they were happy with it. And, you know, it's to this day, it's always, as a designer, unless you have a, a a super ego you're always a little bit nervous the first time oh, if anyone yeah. and when they're like yeah that's it yeah that's dope this is like all right cool so, sure yeah are you, are you placating me like you know, like yeah because you're your your harshest critic i always i'm i'm my harshest critic exactly, exactly. tell me oh that's so good that's so great that's good and i'm like man you know and then i'll point out the flaws in it and they'll be like oh yeah and i'm like oh, damn it yeah. like should have just let it go with it's great like that's what you but, uh, over time and i tell yeah. that to my designers i'm just like you know don't point out the flaws to the people you're presenting it to yes yeah absolutely see it's it's more about kind of you know let them let them see see what see what they what they came to you for right yeah so ultimately if you're if you're the one it's doing the work, doing the art, then it's because you have a skill set that they needed. So try not to beat yourself up. But yeah, <laughs> I definitely, I, I'll look back at anything I've ever done in the past, even to this day. And over time, I'll always see something that I, I could do differently or I would do differently. So you got to just kind of let it go and let it be what it is. So. I, yeah, with my radio shows, when we replay them, I'll be, playing it and like my voice will come on i'll be like no we don't he need to hear from that guy like i know because i was like i'll critique the hell out of this one and uh or like podcasts sorry folks i don't listen to them all right away uh, i do some editing around them but like i was there i was there for the interview i know what's going on yeah. and so but because i will spend all the time not listening to the content but just analyzing what i was saying and stuff so i was like that's not good and so, uh, and I, and I know a lot of people are, are that way that, you know, with, with the products they make and stuff. And they're just like, yeah, after you make so many or do stuff, you're just like, I know it was good and I don't need to look at it again. I'm okay with it. But if I do, I'm going to critique it really hard again. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. No so just not do that. I mean, let's not do that to myself right now. Just keep positive <laughs> mind. It was a good product put out and let it be. And, and I'm sure, you know, you, you create a product and you're like already working on the next stuff like and the next client and so you're kind of like i can't yeah it was good and all but it's time to move forward if i keep my mind caught in the past on that product then i'm i'm not going to make a good one this this next one i mean definitely from mistakes and all that but yeah it's uh kind of one of those things got to move on and uh get it done but yeah okay so develop the sport you got you're down in denver Stand afloat on on the dub. I'd like to hear that. Got your degree from there, and uh, so were you. Just start starting to like 
develop your own business at the time or were you still trying to sign on somewhere else? Yeah, uh, I, I actually, you know, I, I wasn't trying to develop my own business. I was trying to find a job. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but uh, I, I thought it was best to kind of like frame myself as a freelance graphic artist as a business. And, and uh, you know, I always kind of went back to what I, uh, what I knew. So I, my first business was called Court Vision Creative. Okay. Just because I uh, played basketball. When I was playing basketball, I was a point guard. You know, I was all court vision was, you know, that was in that court vision creative. So I was just like, cool. Uh, that was kind of how I sought business and did like networking events and things like that. And um, yeah, I just, just kind of, I ended up finding a part-time job um, in Golden for about a year. I was doing, uh, I ended up doing video editing and, and graphics uh, for them as well as just graphic design and, and their major client was EAS which was uh, the sports right. sports just yes complex. They, they had the whole commercials now done back in the yep. day yeah <laughs> uh, so Brady Quinn Larry Fitzgerald all those guys so they, right. they hired me on for uh, like this big trade show event it was the Arnold Schwarzenegger sports classic and and uh and so I kind of self-taught myself how to do like like 3d animation and different things like that because they were looking for someone to do video and animation and stuff but you know i didn't learn much of that and, and yeah so it was just kind of but they really liked my sports portfolio because it was kind of a sports related client so they're like we love what you design but you know can you do like editing and whatever and i was just like mm -hmm. yes <laughs> I will give me the programs i'll figure it out and that's kind of always been been my mo right like with we couldn't find a job so i started you know freelancing and doing whatever it took to to figure that out and, until i got a job so i got this job it had a different requirement so i was just like yeah bring me on i'll, I'll do whatever it takes to uh figure it out and uh, and i think i uh it was only supposed to be actually like a i think a three or four month contract and then they saw like everything that i could do and i ended up working for them for just over a year and and uh so that was like just another notch in the sports yeah work sports graphic portfolio and and um i think i was still doing wyoming stuff at, at that same time so like i did it for like it was legit like six or seven years like <laughs> i was doing it for a long time so uh, and and from there uh, i ended up ended up getting laid off from that job they didn't have enough work for me and so it was kind of back to the same you know back to the drawing board trying to find work and and um uh that was i think i was doing something with wyoming athletics at the time and and jen was they were bringing some some uh, grad assistants down uh to an abs red wings game and she was just like you want to we're gonna get a tour of the pepsi center it was pepsi center at the time now it's ball arena and oh i didn't even know it changed <laughs> last couple of years so uh, it's, it's always been Pepsi Center to pretty much everyone else. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Ball Center. Wow. Okay. That was Ball Arena. Ball Arena. Got it. Got <laughs> my mind. Oh, definitely flows better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, went to that went to that game with them, and one of the guys doing the tours, he was an Avalanche ticket sales, and I got I, I got to shout him out too, Jake Copper. Uh, he was I, I used to play ball with him all the time at UW. So oh, nice. I think your gym and. 
and he was uh, doing the tour. He's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I do graphics for, you know, Wyoming Athletics, and they just invited me along for, for the tour and um, dinner. I, and uh, he's just like, cool, man, you got a card. Gave him my card. And could you not, a couple of weeks later, um, a few designers quit, uh, Crocky Sports, and and uh, he reached out to me just – He's just like, I'm not connected to the creative department, but I saw this email come through about some openings. You know, if you're looking and, you know, I, at that point I'd spent, you know, two, two and a half years trying to find a job. So I'm like, there's no way they're going to hire me, but that would be awesome if they did, <laughs> you know? And yeah. So I, so I went for it, applied and, you know, a couple of weeks later I got called in, but called in, interviewed and, and uh, the rest is history. I've been there just over 10 years now and, yeah i don't know I'm, I'm jumping way far ahead so i don't know if we're on yeah, time that's fine. or what but that's i'm just kind of going through the progression of yeah yeah career. so go ahead so, ask, ask, cut me off ask me some questions i uh, know it's all no no it's great um uh how long did it take you like to stop when you get around like celebrity athletes um stop it turn off the fan guy and turn on like the businessman like because I, I i got used to my college roommates and friends like they'd get bum rush for autographs and stuff like that and i was just like god that's kind of annoying because we're just trying to have some dinner or something and so i always was like okay whenever you meet celebrity just be cool like don't don't be crazy and there's a lot of times with my job in new york i met some and i was just like you're on the job you can geek out later you can walk away i think jerry rice would probably be my melting point like i don't know if i could keep it together that was my favorite growing up actually. yeah and so that'd be a hard one but everyone else i kept it i've kept it real and and so did you, did you have any moments where you're like oh man i'm i'm geeking out right now no i actually actually <laughs> funny here so obviously like growing up playing sports a little bit then in college i had had buddies who were on the football team you know track yeah so you know i was around athletes in that way and then doing stuff for wyoming athletics i was you know it was always it was either right there around it or it, it was it almost became a professional part of me when i was doing the stuff for wyoming before and i wasn't really i wasn't like meeting i wasn't like meeting players or anything like that yeah the game and i'd go with with friends or whatever when i when i came back to town but i wasn't really around the players then and, and i i don't know actually I, I don't know that like wyoming athletes would have impressed me but yeah once i started uh uh at Cronkey and and so we have nuggets avalanche mammoth rapids those are those are the four teams yeah under, under that umbrella and so I, I think i was most awestruck when i met the, the guy who was Rocky, <laughs> super mascot Rocky, like when yeah, I was just like because it just like brought me back to my childhood. Because you know when you're you're a kid, obviously you're watching the games or you're watching, you know, you love the team, but the the mascot is kind of that thing that that is like the fun kid part of it. Yeah, so, you know when I found out it was like the same guy for <laughs> for like twenty years. Oh wow. I was just like, holy, you're, you know, so I was just like, I got to ask, how do you, how much do you practice that backwards half court shot? You know, I, I just, I definitely was like a little, little kid at a uh, candy store at that moment, but 
yeah, it, it was all very professional. Otherwise, you know, I did, I've done photo shoots with, you know, Nikola Jokic, who's a two-time NBA. Oh, player. yeah. And, you know, done shoots with other guys, been there for media days. Um, you know, it's, you can't really, when you got a job to do, you can't, you don't really have time to be like, Ooh, you know, so like, if anything, I, I probably wish I had, uh, had a little bit more of that just because I'd probably have like some pretty cool photos. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've literally, like, never been like, yo, can I grab a photo real quick? So it's kind of, it's kind of more like, you know, when I'm working with a photographer or something, I'm just like, yo, if you, if you happen to catch me working with him, <laughs> you know, snap a shot, send it my way. Like I'll send it to my mom. It'll make her happy. Something like that. But, uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't really like freak out or anything. It's just, and especially now that I've been doing it this long, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's cool. It's like, I feel like I'm a part of the team Yeah. too. So not, not meaning anyone should freak out over me, but it's, uh, it's just, they're just people, you know, we said the day they're, they're super talented, make a lot more money and they're a lot taller than we are, but, um, but they're just people. Yeah. Oh yeah. You work with them. You kind of get to see that a little bit and, and, and you appreciate that. Um, you, you appreciate their personalities and stuff like that too. And then, you know, I, and I, and I use that to kind of like coach up my, my designers and, and the people who who work under me just because it's just like oh like, you're here for a reason definitely be proud of what you're doing there's no there's no need to be uh like awestruck or anything like that or just uh or uh, or on the flip side there's no in my opinion i i don't think anyone at any any level should uh should let whatever they've done go to their head including the athletes you know and true true that's stay humble that is yeah but that's that's always kind of driven me to kind of stay humble and just stay hungry and just you know just do do what's in front of you and do it to your best when you just kind of adopt that then it just it just becomes easy to you know just want to be a part of a part of it rather than be like oh my gosh so oh yeah you know so we in new york I once when I covered for the sports guy, we cover the Jets a ton. And so um first one of the first times I was there, I met Herm Edwards. He was coaching the Jets. And uh that was pretty cool. He was like one of the most personal guys. Like him and Joe Glenn were on that level of they just you wanted to run through a brick wall for him sometimes. You're just like, oh my God, motivational. And uh so Fast forward to like weeks down the line, months down the line, we go back and I'm a lot, I'm there and he's like, Hey, what's up? Justin flash good Larry. What? Like he knew me. And I was like, I meet, I've met you once and you're, you're just spitting out the name and you know where I'm from. And like, that's how you learn people. And he's just like, I was like, he's like, what have you been up to big dog? And I was just like, Whoa, I mean, you've got a lot on your plate right now. My friend being the head coach of the Jets, I don't, I'm not worried that you don't know who I am. And he did. And it was, that was pretty cool. And then I remember being in the locker room and I don't know. I don't know if Herm was there, but uh, we're waiting to talk to think Curtis Martin and Chad Pennington's a backup quarterback. And I'm just standing there and he comes up next to me 
are actually up higher. And I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, I'm Chad Pennington. Of course I know who he is. Like, dude, baller. And he was just a starter. And I was like, right. On. I was like, yeah, I know you are. You're a pretty good quarterback. And he's like, oh, thanks. And he's like, how heavy is that camera? And he was asking questions about my job. And I was just like, well, hey. And that that was pretty cool. And those are times where I'm like, wow, they are, you know, real people too and everything and and stuff like that and the next one was this was tough be, but i was geeking out a little bit um first game played after 9 11 was, was at shea stadium the mets were playing the braves and we we're going for a news story and so we they put the press inside the dugout with the braves so i'm standing there and there's like Glavin, like all the stud pictures of the Braves have. And I'm just like, oh my God. And I kind of start smiling. I'm like, no, summer moment, summer moment. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, so I hate the Braves pretty much, but I was like, this is amazing. I wish I could just go talk to him, but this isn't the time or place. You know, yeah. get your game face on. And it was an amazing experience and to go out on the field and cover it and emotional is is all. I mean, it, it, that was tough, but I was like, wow, I'm right next to Glavin and the Smoltz and uh, just like, okay, nine eleven now, like, and, and maybe there was a, you know it probably helped me because um, we covered so many nine eleven stories. I did um, that anything to be out of that realm of of towers getting crashed. It, it was yeah, it was tough. tough, and it was a big reason. I mean, I looking back, I go, it's a big reason. I probably I got out because I was like. I followed way too many stories before that were crazy. And that was the craziest ever. And so I was like, it's time to go. And uh, luckily Wyoming yeah, saves the day and everything like that. But it, it's, it's interesting. Cause everyone I'll, I'll tell people about like celebrities I've interviewed and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh my God, did you get to autograph. And I was like, it's business, man. It's game time. <laughs> like I just run into him on the street. Like I didn't want, I didn't have that kind of access. This is, this is what it is. And they're like, oh, and I was like, you don't have time to be a fan at that moment. Yeah. Obviously the, uh, the avalanche won the Stanley cup. Oh yeah. That was, uh, you know, working in this industry, you know, 10 years and having, having one of the teams, uh, that yeah, the mammoth also, also won. Oh yeah. Awesome. So, uh, but like, uh, there was after the, the, parade and all of that uh, the uh some employees got some opportunities to you know, like see the cup and, and uh take a few photos of players and yes that. so i did did get to meet um joe sackick which was pretty cool that was I remember him. obviously a, a legend in uh you know in hockey you know in avalanche history and and that was definitely probably a more one of those like all right you know like you're, you're very like humbled to and super nice guy too it was yeah. awesome and just took the time to you know connect with with uh, everyone who was there and wanted to to meet him and yeah that's that's probably another one i can think of so yeah i'm like i was thinking way back to when i think of the athletes i guess in in real time I, i'm not awestruck i guess just because in real time they, they almost feel like like uh co-workers <laughs> to, yeah. to, to some degree if you're if you're being real about you know keeping it professional it's just like yeah yeah like i get it but i'm not gonna be like i'm not gonna freak out or anything like that and, but when you meet someone who's kind of like a legend 
but a part of the organization or not, but that it's, uh, those are moments where it's kind of like, yeah. But they're giving you the freedom to be a fan now. That's good. That was a good situation. They're giving you the freedom to be a fan. Oh yeah. I totally geek out if I had the freedom to be a fan on my situation. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, Jay-Z, that was, we met him while I was working and he was a Jay-Z bad boy versus Puff Daddy. Uh, Yeah. It was Rockefeller versus bad boy in a softball game. And, uh, we went up to interview Puff, Puffy, and he is everything you thought he'd be, uh-huh, yeah. and, and then some. And uh, and Jay Z wasn't playing because he wasn't. I think it's pre Beyonce. He wasn't jacked, like in good shape or anything like that. So he's just calling the game. He's doing play by play. Yeah, pre Beyonce. Level up. He definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was another one that was like, "Is that camera heavy?" He wanted to play with Mike gear and i was like oh my god but it, it was, i'm with the reporter we're like she's like we're gonna talk to jay-z and i'm a huge fan i was like oh, okay game face all right so like hey can we interview with you and i'm pulling my camera up on my shoulder and he's like hold up dog and i was like jay-z just called me dog like i was just, whoa was like oh my god and uh so i was like hey and he's like is that a ca- heavy camera and everything he's like picking up looking at it. i was like yeah it's heavy after a while and everything. He's like, well, if you need anything, drinks, food, whatever, just come to me. I'll get you something, whatever you need. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. And we're walking away. And my reporter was like, you will not get anything from him. But I said, he, I was like, but Jay-Z said I could. Like, I was like, so disappointed. And all. I was like, but I just want to at least go up to him and ask for a drink or something. Yeah. You go back like, and be like, yo, can, can you give me like a Jack and Coke or something? Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Were you really gonna go back and ask for a drink or I, I if she would have not said anything, I might have. I might have talked to him. Like yeah, you probably, actually you probably should have. She probably got in your head a little bit. Yeah, she definitely got in my head. <laughs> and Tara Reed was there too. And uh she was tiny. I think she was going through some coke problems at the time, but she was just she did not look like Bunny Lebowski or like the um uh what do you American Pie, like she, she just looked a lot rougher. Uh, I, I'm not accusing or anything like that, but th- th- that's what happens when. That's and she's major league on the party scene there in New York, so she was there too. So we talked to her for a little bit, but I mean, there Russell Simmons was there. That was pretty cool. And we didn't get an interview with him. He didn't. He didn't step off the field long enough to for us. But Big celebrity circles for sure. Oh yeah, it was called the show. The, the segment was called "Hot in the Hamptons," so yeah, it's all the Hampton stuff, and and uh, it was a, it was an interesting story to cover because um, I was like super. I'm still a hip hop fan. And I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. In my head, I'm not, I'm like yes, and I'd so be like, well, I can just take my camera up to him, and get closer as a fan, but I'm video, I'm doing my job, and so, uh, but that, that Jay Z was one of the moments where I was like, wow, another guy that was, I thought large in life and he treated me like a good person. And so that was, that was pretty cool. Puff Dad, a little different story, but yeah. Um, but like, I don't miss tracking that stuff down or, or being a part of that anymore. I don't miss that. I like working in education because I feel like I'm part of, part of the solution. Yeah. And I, I come home from work. I feel like, I may not teach a class, 
but I make sure they have the tools to get one done. And so that makes me feel good. Um, I learned a long time ago, I probably wasn't going to be a millionaire, but I'm very comfortable in my life. So um, I can't complain about it and, and stuff like that. But every once in a while, it's nice to, you know, rub elbows with the, with the, the celebrities out there and stuff like that. But don't see much in your days. It's usually UW celebrities or people that I, you know, ran into while I was DJing in Laramie and stuff to catch up with them. But uh, it's not like that in Laramie. It's cool because you'd be like, oh, there's, uh, you know, like Eric Finnis Dembo. <laughs> Dembo, he like that was one of my parents like selling pitches to me moving to Laramie. And uh, he, uh, one of the guys I tailgate with, he, his brother was a manager on that basketball team. So we get guys from that team come over to our tailgate all the time. And so I remember sitting in my buddy's Jeep. I think we were listening to a game. And I look over and I'm like, is that Finnis Dembo? Like literally outside my window. And he's like, oh yeah, he comes over all the time. And I was like, like people geek out to that guy. I was just like, I, I'd met him a few times before, but now that he's in town and it, it seems standard. And I was like, but he was, when they did a hundred years of Wyoming basketball, I think it was, uh, he was the loudest pop I ever heard in that place when he stepped on the court. Kenny Sailor's close, but Dembo, the roof blew off the place. Like, he is big time guy. Yeah. No, I, and um, no, I like your point about what, how you feel about working in education. And oh, yeah. That's kind of like where I'm at with the kind of the next evolution in, in my career, too. Uh, I don't know if you know about the, my brand that I, that I pitch every now and then. So go on. Tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so I launched, uh, and it's like it's as a side hustle essentially right now, but it's a it's an online clothing brand uh, called oh, okay. the Sixth Clothing Co. That's uh, it's one of my one logo. Of my, I was trying to figure out the logo on your hat for a long time, but now I know. I'm black, as you see, it's actually okay. too. So, okay. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it kind of I I launched it in 2019, but it was just kind of like a, a way to dabble in and just taking my experience working in, you know, it, uh, that the, kind of that, that big picture way of building a brand and building a business. Cause like, that's what, that's what we do for the teams. Right. That's yeah. And, you know, I always had that a little bit of that entrepreneurial ish and, and I just kind of, you know, I saw the way the world was, was turning, you know, 2016, 17, 18. And, you know, it was just, it didn't sit well with me. And, and I was, you know, I was going through, you know, that, that period where you, you've been with a company too for a number of years and you're like, you know, you're just, you're like wondering where, where you're going to move and where yeah. you go. And, and as a creative, you just kind of want to channel it some way. So, you know, I started just, I think I started just like, just an Instagram page, just where I was like putting some stuff out there just for fun. And, and I put, some of like the something I did for Wyoming, some of the stuff I've done for that, just to kind of like showcase some of the stuff that I had done, and, and I and I was getting like some freelance projects here or there, and then then I went down went down that rabbit hole that, that the internet gets you on, and I like start your own clothing brand or whatever, and I was like I was intrigued, so I looked at that and kind of dove into it, learning about that a little bit, and, and um, this it it kind of became this thing where I'm like, oh yeah, I could totally just 
make some of my own designs and, and um, you know, just put it on the internet. It's like, a, it's, there's a lot of different ways to do it now. In the past, it was like, you got to print a bunch of stuff and then you got to sell it. Now it's, now there's like print on demand and, and, and uh, different, different ways to kind of facilitate that, which has allowed a lot of people to start their own businesses and, and have their own merchandise and stuff like that. So I was just like, yeah, cool. I'll just do my own thing a little bit and, and, uh, you know, just put my own message and, and mission out in, into the world. And what I wanted to do was donate, um, just a percentage of whatever I sold to, uh, to just good causes to nonprofits. Right. And, uh, the first, I think when I first launched my website, I had like three or four pro products on there. Like just a, I think it was just like, a hoodie a t-shirt you know like the long sleeve and it was just uh -huh. like a logo just freaking huge like nothing no thought to it the, uh -huh. right then but it's just kind of like oh my god i like built a website and i have i can order this t-shirt and it's real it's here and you're just super hyped about it and so and, and i had like a you know instagram page for that uh six uh, and i was just kind of like cool well it's it's here and then obviously nothing happens because nobody knows you exist but uh i was determined to you know still still do something with that and and because uh, that was part of the the vision from the beginning is like give back so i decided after that first month i was going to donate a hundred dollars to the uh denver rescue mission okay so that's so why they they serve the um you know homeless population and uh -huh. area so so i made a donation uh to them and you know again like this is something i'm doing like on the side outside of my job so i'm basically just kind of just making a donation really because like i didn't i didn't make any money obviously <laughs> you know? yeah. nobody buys anything you're not making any money but i'm like i wanted to stay true to that so i made that donation and i got this email bounce back that uh, from them that said you know thank you for your donation um this this amount uh amounted to feeding i think like it was like 56 people or 57 people and nice you know, and i was just so that was like the aha moment for me where i was just like yep like this is this is totally worth it and and um so i've just kind of been continuing to like refine that and work on that over over the last couple of years and you know i've uh, gotten it to the point where i've collaborated with a couple different nonprofits and and uh, you know, I just I, I, I just uh, put together an ad today for uh, Lupus Colorado, and they're they're a nonprofit. I've done some orders of T-shirts for for their for their um, annual walks the last couple seasons, and and it's cool. It's like it's just like a lot of fun because I learn uh, I learn more about these nonprofits as, as I like figure out who I'm going to highlight or or who I'm going to work with, and 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 they totally get that it's just kind of you know i don't have a whole machine behind it it's just kind of me and my free time and and uh and my effort but you know whatever i can sell from that i'm able to uh donate a percentage of, of that back to these different causes and, and support them and, and they're all just like great people just um that are just grateful for that effort because they're they're doing the same thing a lot of them are volunteers and or, or they have, you know, they're, 
they might have a have a condition or have a situation or have a family member that's like brought them into that and, and mm-hmm. they have full-time jobs as well so it's a, it's a lot of passion behind um uh, the the nonprofit world and people and, and i just wanted to kind of support that so so that's that's like my my big passion project that you know i've been kind of working on and, and building over time and, and the more complex it gets or the the harder it kind of is to manage with a, a very full-time job of course but you know that's part of building a business right like you know unless you're you're born with a, a silver spoon in your mouth it's kind of hard to be like oh i'm just gonna quit my job tomorrow and start <laughs> you know and run this thing yeah so we'll be successful so i'm just kind of slow walking it and take my time but it's it's a fun challenge and and uh you know like like you said working in education it's it's it's, a, it's more about what it what it means to you and yeah um that. okay uh what how would you describe your clothing line like i kind of see what you have on but now you you do you have more than the, just the, the website with the six things? Do you have a lot more? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, okay. I've got, I've got a lot more now. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's the sixthclothingco.com. So the number six spelled out. So the, the six kind of represents my story a little bit too. Uh, um, the six stands for like sixth man in basketball. Okay. Always comes back to basketball. Gotcha. Various points in in, in my life and in, in my career where, you know, I felt like you have more to offer than than you're being given credit for, and uh, so that's that's kind of how I. You just kind of get through it with a chip on your shoulder, if you will. So gotcha. that, not being able to find a job, but like never giving up. You know, that that was kind of that's what the the sixth means. Okay really because uh, sometimes people are like what's the six like what's the six clothing what does that mean and i'm like yeah it's it makes sense once i tell it to you but you know I'm, I'm still working on figuring out how to tell that story so that's easy and quicker but a, a lot of the stuff i have now is um you know there's so i have like a, a cause collection that kind of special that has all the different nonprofits that i've worked with and you know i'll design something that's kind of specific to their cause or their movement so there's that stuff uh, on there that you can kind of scroll through and uh, you buy something specific to that, then I like track those sales and donate a percentage to that. And then there's just the um, signature apparel, which is just like anything that's just six branded, right? Like just these, like this shirt that says just getting started. That's, yeah. you know, those are the kind of things that I just, the messaging that I try to put out there just to kind of, you know, um, I, th- I think wherever we're at in life, you know, it's just kind of the start of wherever we're going to go. Right. So that's, that's what that means to me. Just getting started is you're, you're always just getting started. You know, the second you're kind of com- complacent, then that's when you start falling behind. So it's always kind of just, it's, it's kind of like a motivational type thing, you know, uh, uh, I, more we, less me, a, a lot of kind of messaging that's kind of geared towards, you know, getting people to, to work together, right? There's there's the six man element or six man, six woman where where you gotta kind of believe in yourself and you know be a team player, but but you got that chip on your shoulder to kind of get where get wherever it is you you want to go, right? Whether it's your business, whether it's a personal challenge, uh 
professional challenge tonight. Just that sixth man, sixth mentality, if you will, is something I'm trying to like make a thing that, that people can get behind. But then, uh, then there's like the unity aspect because we, because you, you don't you don't get there fully on your own, right? So very true. I put things like like more we less me or or one tribe, uh, you know, together like different different messages like that. One team, one tribe. Uh, it, it all kind of ties to, to some of my experiences and, and uh, but yeah, there's t-shirts, hoodies, hats, beanies, there's, you know, there's, uh, you know, crop hoodies, all, there's all sorts of stuff. It's when, when you have the thing that's nice about um, the, the kind of platform that, that I dove into to figure this out is I'm able to offer a, a lot of variety of products and, and um, accessories and things like that. And, and I and I build out these custom pages for um, for these nonprofits where it can have like a sticker with their logo on it or like a you know like a, a bag or something like that. So uh, yeah, I'm always kind of because I put so much time into kind of developing those those pieces for the the nonprofits and partners. I, I haven't had as much time to just develop my own line, if you will. But the others uh, there's. There's, there's plenty of stuff on there, but it's, it's definitely casual wear, you know, t-shirts, yeah. hoodies, hoodies, long sleeves, you know, and, um, uh, and, and, and I've, I've got some software on there too. That's, that, I, that I'm pretty proud of. I was able to connect with, uh, a business that, that supported what I was doing and, and, uh, get that on my website to where now you can, you know, before I was doing it all man- manually, I was like tracking all, all of the sales and, uh-huh. and doing all the math like oh somebody bought this t-shirt so and this is the percentage and so i'm gonna and then i just kind of track that and then I, I make that donation at the end of the uh, at the end of the year to that cause or to that that nonprofit. and and i still that's still kind of how i do it but um uh for everything else there's i i can have a specified nonprofit, and and you can actually go in and, and um when you when you order something it will automatically donate six percent to to this right on whatever, whatever the specified nonprofit is or you can kind of you can change that on your own and that's that's all part of what i'm working on here over the next next year or so it's like figuring out how to make that very clear to people that it's just like you know you can actually donate you can just buy something and a percentage is going to automatically go somewhere or you can get in there and find the nonprofit yourself that's, it has to be a, a legitimate certified nonprofit that's in the database because that's how the, the software yeah works and it's populated but you know it's, it's really cool what, what technology uh, has done and, and uh, I think there's so many good organizations out there doing good work and, and uh, to be able to you know support them in, in any little way just kind of doing something that that I already do anyways and design that's 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 what makes it worth with the time and the effort so hey i mean great cause i mean coming up with your own clothing line to go to uh non-profits and stuff i always end one of my show my radio shows with uh you know if you focus on elevating others you actually elevate yourself okay. and i mean that works for a lot of things and i was like if you elevate your community you're naturally going to elevate with it too but if you're just focused on yourself the whole time, other people can benefit with 
you know, what you bring to the world. And so it's, you know, I'm always like, take care of each other, people like take care of each other. That's what we should, we should do if we have a chance. And it doesn't always have to be start your own clothing line or, or anything like that, but it's definitely, it's a concept, right? it's a concept take care of, of your community and such. And so I got one last question where we've gone, gone some, did some time tonight. Um, one last question. I ask, I ask this question of everybody that's on the show since it's called All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude. How weed meet? Uh, likely at Lovejoy's, I think. Yes. Um, I, did, I mean, I feel like, do we have some mutual friends that from way back when? Um, like, I, I'm sure, that, I feel like there's. Yeah. Did you, did, you, did you go, where, did you do marching band at all at UW? No, I was in the same. No, okay, band. you're same thing. I played the um, Okay. So um, I all the people in in the in the music program. Uh, yeah. Probably as well, but. Um. Yeah, definitely love Joy's. Uh, JP, do you know, uh, from Wami Athletics? What year did you graduate Laramie High? Two thousand. Two thousand. Hmm. Sean McKinney. Yeah. 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 I, it's probably around that time period. Some of those friends and else. Yeah. Being the DJ there eventually. Um, you're going to want to hear a song. So you probably talked to me uh, and, and, and then uh, spent many, many weekends. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was big into hip hop, uh, especially in college, you know, like my music, I've been all over the place musically. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah I played the upright bass and whatnot. Like I listen to a lot of, like electronic now and it's big in, in this area but like hip-hop was kind of uh what what i listened to all through and i've always been a fan anyway yeah so you were always you were always rocking it love joys i <laughs> was like that was the spot we always would start at mingles play some pool maybe work on a fishbowl head down to love joys because it's going to be popping it was a good time so so i think I don't know if there was someone I knew that knew you, but I know that like we got to that point where like, you know, I would come up to you like at Love Joys and be like, yeah, yeah dap each other up, and, and we just became cool over time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was. Um, you're good people, like that's. Ah, uh, you are too, man. And when you were a Laramie kid too, so it doesn't take long for the circles to cross over eventually. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're all foreign planes and so. Uh, probably made that was probably where it truly probably came from. Like, oh, this is my buddy, he's playing with you, and like, oh, yeah, of course. And, and yeah, I love hip hop. It was interesting because I was when I first heard hip hop Beastie Boys run DMC, like, brought me into the world. First concert and, I ever went to. Oh, that's I got to see the Beastie Boys. I never saw run DMC. I got to see Beastie Boys, um, in New Jersey. Hello, nasty tour glad i'm glad i got to see him before yeah passed away and uh but like it was the first type of music that my older sister didn't influence me on she was not into hip-hop and rap music so it's me carving a path into and i couldn't get my hands on it fast enough and then i moved to laramie wyoming which might as well be the moon yeah. you know you're not you can't download stuff at the time um a lot of the record stores was censored garbage and and so I was like, God, this, it was always a struggle to get my hands on like hip hop and rap music. And even when I, I, I was DJing in college, cause I'm 
uh, graduated in 92. So when I was DJing in the 90s, like I look back at some of like my playlists and I'll be like, that's some, that's just some vanilla hip hop music <laughs> right there. Like, and, and yeah, and then, well, well, then no, but then when it came into like, I always thought like from like the late like 99 through like 2010, oh, I think yeah. hip hop had such a grasp on there wasn't a lot more vanilla stuff like, yeah, it, yeah it, it became into its own a little bit more that it wasn't going anywhere. Like everyone thought, oh, it's just a fad, it'll be gone. It wasn't going anywhere. And there was some great stuff that came out. And so to be a DJ at that time period, it was easy because it was just bangers left and right to play if we're to get people to dance. So oh yeah, I still have I have a lot of the CDs from then and my playlist. And I'm like, I could play on my shows today and it'd still be just as good. So absolutely. Like I'm telling yeah. you, it was popping. They're like, we're going rude as rude as yeah. that. That was that was this that was the spot. So Lovejoy's was like even when I tell people, like some people would come up and they're like, like people who didn't live, yeah, Laramie, but they're like, yeah, like remember the spot. And then I'd say Lovejoy's, and they're like, yep. So it was, I think eight dollar pitchers yep. too. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, where where normal people probably should like buy one together and split it whatever but i i i was drinking i would just stick straws in mine and that's i just carried around and um i realized i kind of made fun of the people that got jobs and left and they they got in shape because they really weren't carrying around that eight dollar pitcher <laughs> like you know every thursday i did it almost all the time because i got a discount and when i stopped being at the bar so much i was like wow I, this pays off because uh, <laughs> I carrying around that Jack picture all the time. Um, and I just the thought of it now, I'm like, oh, I couldn't do that again. Like, no. And if it's a good idea, but yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Survived it. We lived and learned. And, uh, oh, yeah. But it was good times. So it it's, was. It's good to see you. It's been good. It's been good catching up too. So we've yeah. connected well, as friends and. Uh, follow what you do and uh, it's cool here first thing i'm gonna do when once the podcast over is check out your website that's what i'm gonna do so i i suggest everyone else check it out as well and uh i want to i want to thank you for being on the show yeah absolutely thanks for having me I want to thank Bounty for being on the show. I did check out his clothing line. I got my eyes on a few things. Maybe you'll see me wearing a sixth clothing company t-shirt in my next podcast interview or one of my podcast uh, interviews down the road. Now, if you're interested in some pretty awesome clothing and checking out all the great nonprofits that each piece of apparel, part of that money that is made off that shirt that you buy or that hat or, or onesie, goes to some great nonprofits and you can pick the nonprofit you wanted to go to and there are themed shirts as well. Go over to the sixthclothingco.com. T H E the number 6 T H C L O T H I N G C O .com or if you're, you know, already friends with Bounty online, 
uh, you can click on his link on Facebook and it'll take you there. I will have the link posted in the um, podcast in uh, Podbeam. It'll be on Podbeam for sure. So the link will be there. But make sure you check out the clothing. It's for a good cause. On to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.